Good day, I'm Anne Dollinger-Gan here listening to Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. In today's episode, we're in conversation with Leon von Fieren, an optompreneur and founder of Optique. His knowledge of digital marketing that he gained from studying the subject at UCT, combined with his MBA for executive development, and all of this partnered with being an optometrist and an entrepreneur, led him to open his own optometrist outlets. Grab a coffee and listen as we discuss how simplifying the optometry market for customers is proving to be a game changer. That putting yourself in your customer's shoes and measuring everything are great ways to inform parts of your marketing direction. The power of celebrity and nano influencers and how each has its place and including influence marketing as an additional touch point for audience to see add brand trust. Enjoy. If you enjoy this podcast, you will also enjoy our fortnightly newsletter that keeps you up to date with influencer news from around the world. Subscribe at the link in the show notes. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influences. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Good morning, Leon. Thank you so much for joining us today um, and talking to us about all the amazing things of influence marketing that you've experienced. But please tell us more about who you are and a brief overview of how Optique Optometrist actually came into being. Hi, Anne. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a real privilege. I like to call my name Premier or my description because I am an optometrist, but I'm also an entrepreneur. Um, I really enjoy, and I've I've, um, I've always been entrepreneurial since since even um, pre-primary or primary school. So yes, I've, our company is is four years old. Optique is a group of optometry practices, and we are focused towards two things: um, the, the 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 changes that we want to make in in the industry, and and firstly, that's simplifying IK, making it just much easier to to access proper IK. And removing all the noise that there is, and um, I think, you know, if you look at Uber, for instance, they have really just simplified the, the way that you interact with the industry, and by that way, they've made the whole industry bigger. So that's this that's that's one part, and the second is just to make it much more affordable um, to a bigger portion of the South African demographic. So yeah, that's a short intro on 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 who we are and what we do, and um, focused on on being and. As a brand, we, we like to say that you know we are an everyday man brand. Um, we we are for yeah the every man, every man day. So we, we don't have brands and things like that within the, the store. Um, we focus on the best possible quality, and um, that's why I think the these these campaigns that we've been doing um, has worked so well because just everybody can relate to it. I absolutely agree with you. And I love the couple of points you pointed out there, especially why you guys became into business. It's just as the way of the future. It's all about simplification, giving a good experience to your clients. And also if that comes in cost effective, that is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, we we, we see it more and more. And, 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 our, and, and the principle is just 
selling the way that we would like to buy it, you know. Um, and if if I had to to go into being not biased and go into an optometrist, I I just want to answer to to get two questions answered, and that's how much is an eye test, and how much is a pair of glasses, and that's that's really been difficult um, for industry to answer. And we've we've been able to simplify that to one price for an eye test, which is ninety nine rand, and one price for a frame, which is um, which is two and a half thousand rand, which you can pay off interest free over six months, but get them now. And um, by doing that, I think in a way that we've also made the word of mouth marketing much easier, because people can say, you know, wow, I love your glasses. Where did you get them, and how much did you pay? Because that's what people do, and you can you can give an answer straight forward to that and when the people that you've referred come back to our stores um, and they get exactly the same bill then there's no surprises um, I think you know that transparency is something that um, our generation is is looking for um, yeah just straight straightforward business and I love that you put kind of the, the human experience in the middle of it and look at what you would like um, and most people, it's human nature. And you're right. Like when I go for an eye test, I just want to know how much I'm going to pay for eye tests and how much is my frames or my glasses. And then I'm like, good, I'm good to go. And to your point, if I can easily identify that and there's no surprises and it's a simple, easy way to go about it, I'm going to tell everyone about it, right? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the, the easiest way to compare it is when you go and service your car, I always know, you know, you asked before and how much is it going to cost? And I yep. always wait for that phone call around yep. 10 and 11 saying, oh, there's a few extras that you didn't know about. And um, I mean, if I don't like that, um, nobody does. So why are we, you know, treating our customers differently than the way that we, we, we experience the, the market out there? So, yeah, I think um, just simplifying the process the more and more, it's the ultimate sophistication. There's a big percentage of people obviously around the world that wear glasses and lenses. I mean, I think everyone I know either have lenses or glasses and the ones who don't are like really superhuman to me that they don't need those, which is amazing. Um, but do you have kind of an idea of how many people in South Africa we have that, that's in need of, of glasses or lenses? So statistically, globally, 2.2 billion people are in need of, of eye care. So that translates to approximately 30%. Half of sure. that has conditions that, um, or have conditions that, that could have been prevented. Um, but in South Africa, I would say realistically, you're looking also like around about 18 million people. But 13 million out of the 18 million cannot afford the IK or access it, which is really shocking. So it's, it's truly just the LSM of, um, I would say, seven, eight, nine, and 10 that can, can uh, you know, uh, have access to affordable IK. And that's why we've, we've made our ITS 99 band, um, which I know is still not affordable to the whole of South Africa. But, um, you know, just finding out the status of your eye case shouldn't be, um, uh, you know, if we take the, the example, LSM um, 8, if you, if, you, if, you, if you earn 7,500 Rand per month, you're part of South Africa's top 10% wealthiest people. Um, and 
if I ask you the average price of an ITS which it is currently, which is 550 Rand, I'm asking you to give me 7% of your salary just to find out if you need glasses or not. So that's one aspect of it. And the second is to, to answer your question more specifically is anybody in almost everybody um, after the age of 40 starts battling with their near vision um, due to some changes that the eye undergoes. So eventually everybody will you know, have unique glasses. But now with the digital age, um, protecting our eyes has become more and more important against the blue light that is, is um, displayed through all digital devices. And so it's almost like if, we, every, if I could have a, the ideal situation, give everybody a pair of blue blocking um, glasses or sunglasses, oh, glasses, and I compare it always to sunglasses. If your work was to work outside the whole day, of course you would wear sunglasses to protect your eyes. And similarly, I think everybody that does anything digital needs to protect their eyes with glasses blocking that, that harmful blue light. I think that's really interesting um, and something we don't really think about because it's so just part of our lives, sitting in front of laptops, opening our phones at all hours, that even if we wear glasses, sometimes we don't have them on. We just kind of go about our day. But to your point, when I go outside, I'm fanatic about my sunglasses. Like I've got so many pairs. I don't go out without things. My eyes are so sensitive. Why is there not more education for people to say, please, you know, you need also glasses when you're sitting in front of your laptop all day? I think our industry is segmented in such a way that everybody's fighting their own fight. And there's yeah. not one single, I would say, organization that's, that's, that's pushing this information. So, yeah, there's definitely a lack of, of, of education, just general education to the public. And um, that's why we've said, you know, if you come for an eye test, it should be affordable. And that's, mm. that's probably the best way of explaining it to somebody one-on-one -on -one and um, reaching them on their level and their situation. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good question. I really can't answer the big why, but that would be that would be my answer. So, with you mentioned, we're obviously living in a digital age. We're all staring at laptops all day. We all have internet if we work in this industry. Have you subsequently seen a shift in customer behavior with regards to optometry, and specifically over the last couple of years, especially of how they are booking appointments? I'm assuming people aren't just walking into sh to stores anymore and booking their, their eye appointments anymore. You know, the statistics is, is so interesting. We measure absolutely everything. And um, firstly, just to say the way that the internet has changed the behavior, I would never forget, I think it was in my first year as an optometrist, which was um, just shy, well, I think 11 years ago. And um, I told the patient one or two facts and I, and I left the consultation room to, I think, to go and measure his glasses. And when I came back, he already Googled what I've told him. So, <laughs> you know, so, so people are definitely much more aware, of course, which is fantastic, of just um, vetting information and making sure that uh, we've got access to it. But the online booking, uh, that is something that we brought in from day one. When I speak about online booking, it's not just here's a form that you can fill in and somebody will phone you back. You know, we've got a system on our website that you can book online directly live into our appointment books. And, Amazing. Um, it, well, yeah, and send you an SMS and a reminder and all of that. 
but um, at least, yo, I would say, um, you know, forty percent of our appointments are made online, which which doesn't sound like a lot, but um, you know, if you if you take into consideration, you know, people like still phoning in, people still like walking in. But forty percent is, is is for us. We've just seen that growing over the past past. You know, so people trust people are trusting the online process more and more. I'm surprised at that statistic. I would have thought it would be the other way around, to be honest. Yes, one would one would think that, but but um, I think I know. I think the the fact regarding um, the demographics of our patients. The average patient is forty one, so we've got a much older demographic when people start going to the optometrist or, or, or really need an optometrist, they they are more reluctant to, to, I think, newer ways of doing things. So, yeah, our average patient is 41. So that just means, you know, 41 is still, in my opinion, a very young person. But, um, yes, that, that definitely plays a role in, 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 the, in the interaction. No, that makes complete sense. Now I was just gonna ask you, oh my gosh, I must be ancient then if 41 is old. <laughs> Not old at all. Not old at all. Uh, it's, there's just a lot of um, 60 plus patients that's bringing the, the average up. Yeah. But um, interesting enough, um, through all the campaigns and marketing that we do, females between the age of, of 25 and 34, Google, Facebook, you know, all of these campaigns has just shown that that's our, our target market or the people that finds the highest interest on, on what we have to say. No, that makes complete sense. And I also think the older generation is more comfortable to speaking to an actual person when you phone in because they might have a couple of questions the first time. And then maybe after that, once you've told them, you know what, next time just book online, they might do that. But I completely hear you. Um, so for that 40% that does book online, have you kind of changed your marketing ways a little bit as you've seen that rising? Absolutely. Um, we, we've continued to invest in, in on online marketing, um, which is I mean, on, online marketing is 90% of our marketing budget. And um, we've, we've looked at various ways of, of bringing in, you know, because I think, Coming back to the point of our demographics of our patients, it's important to not just do another marketing campaign, but do it in a way that people can trust your brand and find relevance to it. So we've played around with um, or started started exploring um, using influencers um, and, and more specifically uh, nano influencers. Um, in the past, our brand we've, we've relied on you know, South African celebrities, because we've, the one thing about our business, sorry, just to step back, is the fact that the only catch is we don't have any brands in our stores. So we've got our own in-house brand, um, which is just our deep frame. It's got no, no big branding on it. It's a small triangle. Um, so we found that we want to build that brand out and have people to trust it um, because you could think, you know, if, if you don't have a big name behind it, uh, people might might not trust it. So we've used in, in, in the in the past, we've, we've, we've got a, a list of ambassadors, um, but yes, it's one way of making people aware of our brand. But what we want to 
achieve is is that a trust in our brand to deliver what people are trusting us to deliver. And using nano influencers um, has definitely been an, a new avenue of, of building that trust. Amazing. So let me ask you this. You've now had experience with your kind of macro celebrity influencers, your ambassadors, and you've also had your nano influencers now who, to your point, is much more relatable and people kind of know them in somewhere or other. They, they're the person next door. That, that trust definitely is there. So what would you say your differences and experiences would be macro versus nano? Um, and I'm completely of the opinion that there's space for both of them. I think they both have different roles to play. But in your experience, how, do you, how, or how did you see this play out and what was kind of the big differences for you? The, the the macro influences. So we've had one or two, which which, um, for instance, with with Minky from the Best Days, and we've we've had a um, a show, well, a segment on her show, and um, we made her a pair of glasses. And once we did that, you know, there were so many people that wanted exactly her frame. We That's actually amazing. had to import. We actually had to import um, an, another batch of it, which was which was really great. Um, but there's not a lot of engagement regarding macro influences from a customer point of view. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good in terms of, of, of a brand representation, but we found that nano influences, there's a lot of engagement, people asking questions, you know, like, wow, that's unbelievable that the fact that we've, you are selling or you're providing IKEA at 99 Rand, um, people asking, you know, where's the locations, do you have the, what's the website? So, for us, that's that's much more of a measurable outcome because there's engagement, and and I think that's that that's the that's the future of of the online marketing. For sure, and like you say, you like to measure everything. So when you have your nano influencers and they're telling you where to go, where to find your branches, it's easy to measure those link clicks, easier to measure the appointment that's being booked, and it's all trackable. Absolutely, it is. Um, and especially with, with you know with the agents agency that we've worked with, they've they've really provided us with in depth um, in depth feedback. And if we compare it to our results, you know there's, there was I think a you know, fifteen and twenty percent reduction on cost per impression and, and cost per click. Um, so for us, it's it's the conversion ratio was also higher. So that just shows you that it um, it is the, the fact that like you said, it's through people that's known in the community and it might be somebody that's in your church, you know, that's got a few followers yeah. or a friend of a friend um, or it might be somebody that's just well-known in smaller communities. Like I live in a, in a town. Well, it's a city, but I mean, compared to Joburg, it's a town. Okay, I'm called Paul um, near yes. Cape Town. And um, everybody knows everybody, yeah, you know. Um, and um, so if, if somebody that you trust um, post something and even though it's a paid partnership you know that they their, their own ethics they won't align with a company or a product that they don't feel comfortable with and that's that that's where a level of trust is, is for i also love that nano influencers exactly like i said they're not going to align themselves with the brand just because they're paying them because everyone you showing this to or talking to about this online offline they know you and if they know that you don't even like this company you've never used this product 
they will call you out on it and they won't risk that. They won't. Absolutely not. I mean, because it's, it's, the, it's, it's so personal and so, um, so um, directly linked to them. There's no, you know, three, left, three um, layers between them and the brand that they are, that they are representing. So, Absolutely. yeah, and, and the way that we've, we've used our influences as well, it's just been a, a reflection of the truth. So, to be to, as an example, we've, we've taken, we've, we've given all of these non influences and said, go to this store, get an eye test, we'll provide you with a pair of glasses. But we honestly just want your honest feedback on your experience. And, and if it's positive or positive or negative, just um, you know, make a post about your experience. And one of the most amazing things um, that I've liked about the campaigns that we've done is there's a questionnaire that we've said you know with a few key measurables that we would like to find out from them, you know, asking about what was the experience, what we can kind of improve on, you know, if, if they had to give us a rating and all of those things. Um, it's also just a great way of getting honest feedback about your business um, because it's, yeah, it's transparent. Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. And that's actually really great research for you guys as well, because they might come up something over and over again that you didn't even know about, um, bad or good. And you can actually, if it's something good, really start focusing on that more because people seem to really resonate or love that part of your brand or your service. And then on the other hand, if it's negative, you can always um, start correcting that. And you would have never known about it unless you actually had a little survey going. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think the um the nature of these campaigns is it you know there's a, um, a, a educational training session beforehand um, where we get an opportunity to share what we are doing and that's that's the beginning of a relationship so there's really i think a sense of authenticity where they feel that they can provide us with honest feedback um because they know where we're coming from we're not a big corporate company um that we are also just South Africans that started a business trying to solve a problem that, that, that we have as a country. And um, for, by them giving us honest feedback, we, they know that they, they're making us better and stronger. Um, and so and, and everybody's so considerate, you know, um, it's, it's absolutely 99% um, positive, but we, we like to do to eliminate that one percent and um, we're asking for that constructive criticism that you Absolutely. get and and again uh, you're getting it in a way that's not out there you know an angry customer making a, a facebook post or whatever so it's also a safe environment to to really uh, get honest feedback those training sessions are so important just to start having that relationship with your influencers they see there's a human or a personality behind the brand. Like I say, you're not a big corporate. There's actually someone behind it who's got a passion for their business. And I think that relationship also helps a them understand your business better so that they can do um, more informative posts or create more better authentic content. But also, like you say, 
when you ask that questionnaire and you ask for constructive criticism or feedback, they'll feel comfortable in doing so. Yes, absolutely. I, I love what you're saying there. And I think it, it ultimately leads to also them being ambassadors um, for us. Um, yeah. You know, if we, if we, we wanted it to, to, to work out that way or not, but just it, it glasses is such a in your face banner that's on somebody's on somebody's face. Um, and I know pun intended, but um, <laughs> so so it's always a point of discussion. It's almost like getting your your hair done or your nails done. People would say, "Wow, it's beautiful. Where did you get it?" Um, so it's it's a it's a it's, it's a physical discussion point and um, if they are happy and they walk away from the campaign and we've improved their lives and they can tell people about it there's always also an organic return on investment that is not measurable but uh, which we believe of course is is, is is business coming back always absolutely i agree with that so i love what you're saying about these campaigns that you've done with your nanos so my question to you is then do you use influence marketing kind of as a standalone in this last campaign or was it part of kind of a multimedia campaign so did you have digital um out of home television was it an integrated campaign um we it is it was integrated so we do um, a combination of tv radio um and mostly digital through facebook uh, we've started now flirting a bit with TikTok and um google ad campaigns so you know we we do through the line but um what's nice about it is you can you can because of this the statistics you can, you can single out the performance of the campaign and um, know what the roi and the results are i think it's so important if you have the opportunity and you have the budget to to do an integrated campaign purely because we are multi-dimensional people we don't just see things on social media or just online, we do different things. So I hear something on the radio, I then see it in the magazine or I see it on TV, and then I see it on social media through my favorite influencer or my friend in this case, and nano influencers. And it just is those touch points that then just reinforces the trust in the brand, getting to know the brand. And ultimately, when I need to go for an eye test, I'm going to go, oh, wait a minute. I saw all these people talking about Optique. They all had a positive experience and I heard it on the radio. Maybe I'll try them. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and I think the, the, the key is having a purple cow. It's something that people can remind, you know, remember it with. So for us, it's the 99 Rand eye test. So if people can Google 99 Rand optometrist and we come up, we feel very happy. But it's that constant awareness of, because that's a way that we can tell people what we do and how much it costs. Um, and it's a way of remembering us. Um, through the line, yes, like you said, you know, it is expensive if you if you have an integrated marketing campaign. But that is that's such a big section of marketing is the, the brand awareness and brand building. Um, and it comes with time. And, um, and, and even myself, I, I remember seeing something online and then I drove and in front of me was a car with like stickers on it of the, from the same company. And because I saw it a second time, I immediately was like, oh, okay, no, actually I'm going to consider contacting you know, the company. So, and again, it's, we're all human. We all work in the same way and you can't expect to get all your results from one through one, um, 
one stream of of, of marketing. Um, so if we, yeah, even I mean the, the nano influencer marketing campaigns is a subdivision of the digital marketing. Um, so it's it's not you know the only way that we we approach the market, but um, definitely we can can see the influence of it. Love that. So let me ask you this, and I love asking all my guests this because it's always kind of an interesting answer. Is that before you actually got involved with working on influencer campaigns, did you have like a certain perception of influencer marketing? Did you think it was effective? Um, or did you have kind of, it wasn't really for you until you kind of tried it? That is a good question. I... I've answered it previously, but I, I would say, you know, I don't know what's the right word, but the only obligation that I probably really had was, you know, the fact that it's like a paid partnership. You think, mm. you know, people will do things just because they're getting paid. And we've touched on this previously. Yeah. But once I've started working with the influencers and seeing the level of relationship and um, because they've also got to opt in. Um, you know, it's not a, a it's a one-sided thing, um, and um, them asking questions about what we do and, and, and genuinely showing the interest, and just the way that they've made their post that it's absolutely genuine. Although it's paid, there's such an authentic co component to it. So that was and the objection, and I'm glad that I was was proven wrong. Me too, and I always my kids are always. They come to the party and they're like, you know what? I was wrong. I gave it a try and it was actually great. So I'm glad you're there as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so we've spoken about the agency that you've used to do your influencer campaign through. How did they actually assist you? Like kind of what do you think if you had to do this by yourself, um, which you have struggled with, that they kind of took away? Ooh. No, there's no way <laughs> we would have been able to do this on our, ourselves. So, if I, am I allowed to, to mention the, the agency? So, the salt um, agency. Absolutely. Um, I've just I just went online. I searched um, for it, and they came up. And um, I was, in, in, you know, immediately just grasped by the way that they've engaged with me. Um, with, with urgency and statistics, which, which, which I like. And their whole platform just made it so easy, the way that you can look, you know, I would say, you know, they provide you with a list of influences based on, 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 on your, your requirements. Um, the whole process was just so easy um, because they, they do all the hard work, um, you know, getting, getting the list of the right people, um, making the influences information available. They send them questionnaires as well, so that you can understand the way their way of thinking about the industry. Um, and yeah, so it's just been really. I was I was so 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 surprised by all that the I would say the IP and technology and how they've automate not automated but using use technology to. Um, to to create this platform for us to to get this done. So yeah, I, I would. That was really um and, and, and like I just I, I just want to make make it clear that this is not a paid partnership with them <laughs> at all. Um, 
it's just um you know give credit where credit is due and it's just been really uh, surprisingly um refreshing interaction that's amazing and we love it when people have good experiences because so often when you try and do influence marketing by yourself as a brand, if you don't have experience in it, it can be really, really difficult and painful to the point where you're just like, I don't want to do this again. So I'm glad you found an agency that that helped you with that. Yeah, and it's 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 um it's 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 a blessing that it's you know the first one was the right one. So because a lot of times you can go through trial and error, trial and error, and it's not a right fit, but their service has just been you know uh, eleven out of ten. It's been fantastic. Oh, amazing. So then what was your biggest learnings and insights that you actually took from this campaign that other people who's listening to this or other marketers listening to this could maybe learn from? Um, my, my biggest take from this was the fact that the, the performance of the campaigns was cheaper at, at, at what we could get it at, which um, is impressive because I think our results um, is already you know even market related it's really good and they've they've been able to to get that better and and i don't know what to prescribe it to except the fact that the the nano influencers has has a, a reach of um, of trust if, it, if i can put it that way so and um and and that aligns with our our brand ethos is building that trust so that way of marketing also aligns with the way that we want to do things. So that, that's been just been a great fit for us from, from day one. So that brings us to the end of our chat, Leon. Thank you so much for making the time and speaking to us about your experience with influence marketing. And Optique is just doing so well. I mean, you've only been in existence for four years. And part of that was like two years in a pandemic and you guys are just flying. So congratulations. Thank Before so we let... No, it's a huge pleasure. Before we let you go, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you online or find Optique online if they maybe want to learn more about yourself as a business person and what you do, and also Optique if they want to go for a really cost-effective um, and efficient eye test. So thanks for the opportunity. Um, it's really been fantastic um, for the listeners to, to, to easily get us on our website really has everything and everything that you'd like to know. But I, I feel it's important to spell Optique. And so yeah. it's O-P for Papa, T for Tommy, I-Q-U-E. Or you can just Google 99landitest.conscious and you'll find us. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Wonderful. Um, and um, there's links from there. We've got an online store. And something that's really unique now is we are, um, literally yesterday launched um, and parted with a company called Palestine Africa that has an, has provided an agency to bring in glasses for colorblind people. So we're the first group in South Africa to provide that as a solution to colorblind people. And if you can look at the videos of people experiencing color for the first time, it's it, it's it's really emotional. Um, but even you know those type of glasses are is available online with our online contact link store as well. So. Yeah, just a, a one-stop shop in terms of your IT needs. Um, yeah, that's it. That's amazing. I've never heard of glasses for our colorblind people to help them see color. How how does that work? And it's eight percent of men are colorblind, so it's it's actually oh, wow. quite common. 
it's it's um it's scary. So color blindness is a confusion of colors within the if, within the, the back of the, the eye in terms yeah. of its receptors. So these glasses just helps to block out the confused areas of colors and helps to single out them. So which is cool, you can go onto the website. Um, go on to the section of, of, of the color vision glasses. You'll see we've got a link there, things to do online. And then you can take a test. It takes probably a minute and um, it will tell you what type of, are, are you colorblind or not? And what type of colorblindness do you have? And then also according to what type of lenses is suitable for, to fix your colorblindness. I had a friend and I gave him a pair last week and it's just been so rewarding to um to see his experience in in seeing color for the first time so yeah go and check it out that is phenomenal i'm definitely going to go check that out because i've never heard of this before and that that's just kind of i feel to your point just opens up a whole new world for people who are colorblind yes absolutely and it's in south africa has been waiting too long for this now um so we're glad to, to have the opportunity oh Congratulations to getting that deal as well. You guys are just doing amazingly well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Leon. Um, I wish you well with everything, and I'm sure we'll chat in the future again. Again, thank you for the opportunities from, from our side, and I'm looking forward to, to the next chat. It's a huge pleasure. Goodbye, Leon. Bye-bye. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.